0: Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, And today we're with the whale boss, Ryan Staley. Ryan, thank you so much for being a guest. How about you introduce yourself to my audience?
1: Yeah, man. So uh, do, do you want like my superhero origin story? Is that what you Yes, you're- I want... I,
0: it, the simple <laughs> fact that you said superhero origin through uh, the geek in me just exploded. So yes, I want all the grimy details, how your Uncle Ben passed away and told you the most iconic <laughs> words of life.
1: <laughs> all right. So yeah, I, I won't get super long-winded so people like black out and forget what I'm talking about. So however, um, yeah, I mean... I've been in, just to, to give you this, I I, get, I started off in sales when I was, I, I got excited by the idea of getting a paper out, right? That just lit me up because I could get paid based on the outcome that I produced, right? And there's a whole story, i give you the hyper bridge version of it, but I progressed into a bus boy and, you know, to the point at an Italian restaurant where you smell like gritty, food like marinara sauce and the garlic bread like fried mozzarella you know the whole and you just you just kind of reek so i'm like on my way home driving and i see this sign and the sign says you know hourly rate get paid by an hour 14.95 an hour right which i mean this was i'm not like i'm not a spring chicken but i'm not i'm not uh super young either and so like i mean the busboy gig was like 375 plus tips right yeah 14
0: sounds a lot better and you don't it doesn't sound like you're gonna stink
1: after your shit yeah exactly but this is the awesome thing so i went to this what they call and i'm I'm doing air quotes group interview and in this group interview essentially they had i don't know 30 people in a room and They kind of gave this vague overview and this like shell company looking like kind of what Dr. Evil has about the the shell company that he has. Right. And so, um, so anyways, long story short, the guy's like, Hey, I really like the questions you asked. Like, why don't you come in this office? And so we get in this office and it's revealed to me that like the job that I was applying for was selling Cutco knives. Right. Which I was like, this is amazing. You know, like I just, hit up all my parents' friends and sell them knives. And so then like hurried up, backed out of the car because they made an offer for me on the spot. Of course they did. Right. Um, Backed out. And I, I, I smashed right into a pole with the, uh, the minivan with wood grain siding. Right. But I'm like, Hey, no big deal. I'm going to crush it and make thousands and thousands of dollars this summer, rush home, tell my parents how excited I am. And then got stopped dead in my tracks when they said, Hey, there's no way in hell you're getting that job because all you're going to be doing is hitting up our friends to buy knives. And, and then I had to hit them with the, oh, by the way, I crashed the car. It's like $600 in damage of money that I didn't have. So that got me started down the sales path, man. About 20 years have been in sales, first 10 as an individual contributor, second 10 as more of a leader, a sales leader, and then eventually a vice president of strategic accounts, where I grew a business unit from zero to 30 million in annual recurring revenue with only four salespeople over a period of about five and a half years. Um, and it's a declining market with no marketing. I mean, we had everything going against us and basically took the first principles I learned from that. And I am now helping companies scale their revenue on the path to 25 or, or 30 million from, you know, that zero. 500 million, million mark. So that's what I'm doing now man.
0: That, that is awesome. That going from, you know, being that paper boy to the bus boy to selling knives. Now you're helping companies make 30 million annually recurring, which is crazy money for like any business to have. Um, Did you, where did your entrepreneurial like spark really hit you? Was it during your sales that you're like, Hey, I think I can really do this by myself. Or was it when you got that, company with four sales salespeople to uh 30 million
1: yeah so i would say it's kind of interesting man because like and i'm sure a lot of anybody that's in sales or has a sales background like you start to see these really big contracts coming in and, and you get paid good money don't get me wrong but it's only a fraction of what the company is making off of it and so like eventually after a while you're going through this and you're seeing these big dollar amounts come in and you're seeing the owner who gets in at, you know, nine 30 leaves at three and he's, you know, flying a private jet and in a Rolls Royce and, you know, is, is pressing on you to make more money. Um, so eventually you're like, Hey, maybe I should be the owner. Maybe I should make a run at that. And, you know, and so that, you know, eventually that, that kind of planted the bug, I think. And then, Eventually, you know, it kind of got to a point where my whole life um, started to crash down because I was working so much and getting pushed so hard that all my relationships started to melt down. And so that forced me to take a look, to step back and everything, reassess and, you know, kind of build things from the ground up internally. Like I had to rebuild myself. I had to reconnect with my wife and my daughter and just other relationships I was so focused on work um to the point where you know growth was was a primary mechanism and you know working on myself mentally um, from a personal development perspective and then that that led to kind of the evolution of, of how I got to where I'm at today.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's uh it's something that a lot of entrepreneurs uh this season have really pushed on they they've hidden a wall or something but they pushed through it they found their why again and it just double down on the uh, excellence like 10x their uh, progress and their their abilities uh with whatever they're doing so it's glad to be another re- re- recurring uh, theme with uh, you the whale boss because that, that's that's a great title to have like everybody knows what a whale is it's the big sucker the big money person
1: yeah well that's i mean that's the name of my company i don't call myself the whale boss you should,
0: you should. i'm just i don't,
1: I don't have like you know, I'm confident in myself, but I don't have <laughs> massive ego. Um, but but dude, going back to what you're saying, the big reason why I wanted to change, so that planted the bug, and I didn't fully finish my thought. Um, you know, part of it was like you start making decent money, you start making doing really well, and then you're like, is this all there is? Right? Is this you know, I'm I'm making some rich guy richer and mm-hmm. you know, he's he's treating me like I'm a horse at Arlington where he just keeps whipping me even in leadership, even when I had equity in the company. And then it's like, well, I want to do something that like really helps people, <laughs> you know, that, that like helps them fulfill a dream or helps them create something or, you know, so it's that with like the midlife crisis slapped in there as well. I, I would say those are kind of the, some of the main reasons.
0: Okay. I love that. I love that. Anybody who needs a reason to change and, uh, Get that change to help people is uh, is another recurring uh, theme as well. And I love it. Helping people grow is makes you grow as well. So because you get to learn from them. So I love uh, another again, hitting hard at that point of helping others. Um, I do want to talk about uh, one of your, uh, one of your favorite failures. It's an interesting one. You put down the answer to it. It's um, getting fired after spending the bulk of your money on a house while your wife was five months pregnant with your first child. Mm -hmm. Why is that your favorite failure?
1: Yeah, so um, that was one, and and let me preface it with it. It sucked at the time, of course. Yes, most failures do suck at the time. You know, and I got another one that's a doozy too. But, you know, I rebuilt myself from the ground up, and that led to the evolution of my career because I changed from just worrying about me and myself to becoming a leader, so that was a transformation at that point, because I I wasn't just worrying about myself anymore. I was worried about my wife to provide and my unborn son, who was going to be there. And um, you know, so that set me down the path in terms of becoming a leader. Which there's some amazing things that happened because of that. And um, so yeah, I would I would say that's probably one of the biggest ones. And then the second one is. Um, And this actually might even be better than that. Now that I think of it is like that point in which, like I said, I I started to lose everything, even though I was working hard and having performance results because this was about six years ago and maybe really look at myself from the inside out, um, see some things I didn't like rebuild myself and just really enjoy life in a lot of ways that I never really did before. Um, You know, by, whether it be by, learning or whether it be by you know being a better dad, a better husband, a better friend, um, or helping other people too, which was something that was never really on my radar. So I was going through that selfish part of my life. So, yeah, man.
0: I like it, I like it. It's great just, again, getting off of that selfish mentality, opening yourself up to helping other people. Um, now, with your, your, your system, the Whale Boss system and that, what are some of the common, maybe, uh, blockages people usually have when they come in to their like, Ryan, I need help. How, how can I unblock this? Or what's the common denominator you find with uh, some of your clients?
1: Yeah. And and so I kind of look at it like, like a computer, like a company is like, like a computer, right? There's, there's all these different things that are going on. There's new applications, new people that are coming on. There's new interactions and what i'm finding is that a lot of the folks i work with they don't have an operating system for sales. And so there's three core operating systems that that i've identified. One is whale scaling, uh, another is, you know, exponential expansion, and the third is referrals for revenue on repeat. Um those three operating systems can massively scale a company with very very limited resources. And so I'll see companies that have maybe half of one of those in place. However, if they just stack those three, uh, they would blow up um, at a really fast rate and a controlled scalable rate to grow at the rate that they want to. Oh,
0: I like that, I like that. Um, now, what are some of the lessons you've learned from uh, your successes you have here? Wait, let me, wait. Best lesson learned from a success is anything is possible if you have grit and never give up. Now, I'm guessing this is referring to back to this, uh, your favorite failure with uh, losing your job after buying the house. And you're just per- persevering through uh, the hardships to come to where you are now. Or was it referring to something else?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because like it I, I've evolved. I mean, that was one of the great lessons because there's a lot. That I was able to accomplish, even though I shouldn't have, because of that, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not naturally athletic, um, not naturally an athlete. Like, you know, there's those kids that were like really good at throwing and really good at fast. Or run. I was none of those, right? But like, I, I found a way to like start in football in high school, then get like a scholarship in college and play in college, even though like I had no or very, very limited God-given athletic ability, right? So that's like, you know, that's something that anyone can relate to. On the business side too, like, there was a lot of situations that I probably shouldn't have been successful in, but I just like, because of the hard work ethic that my parents ingrained in me, um, helped me break through. And now I'm kind of like past the point where I'm trying to work smarter instead of harder and not just grind it out, but... You know what's the best path and cut off tons of time and effort and so it's just kind of an interesting evolution but that's like where that comes from phil
0: oh, i like it. it it is true like you know if you persevere through something you'll have the you'll have the basic template so that next time it comes up you're like i already know how to do it now i can revise it make it better and uh so you can also give it a help other people with it too but also shows how strong and powerful you are, you know, when you come through those hardships, but also if you want something bad enough, you can get it. Like you got the scholarship, even though you yourself say you don't have that athletic ability, but I, I can see that arm. I think you're a great
1: quarterback. And I wasn't even a quarterback. I was a D lineman, man. I, mean, oh. I was husky pants when I was a, a kid and uh, you know, just had to fight my way through it. So it's all good though. Um,
0: what would you say is your favorite success that you've had?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think I have the most pride in, in, um in the, and I, I, I was looking at this through the lens of like work. Right. So there's, yeah. there's personal aspects um, you know, like I, I'm really proud that I'm an engaged dad with my kids and, I have a great relationship with my kids and I'm in, engaged in what they do. And um, cause there's a lot of people that aren't truly present right now. Right. So mm-hmm. that's something that, that from a personal perspective, from a business perspective, it, it's that growth, which at the time and even closely after, like I didn't even realize that that was that special. Cause like mm-hmm. I was telling you, I was just kind of getting whipped along the way, like do more, do more, do more. We got bought by,
0: investors which the investors were great however
1: when you get bought by investors because of the motivation it, it materially can change the whole dynamic of the company which did and so we grew that business here you know, from zero to 30 million annual recurring revenue and then another 30 million in capital revenue and there's only four salespeople now phil I, I see companies that are hiring you know 20 sdrs and they're hiring 20 salespeople to get to that number So to be able to do that of what some companies would take 40 people to do and only do it with four, um, I thought was, you know, I'm pretty proud of that because I didn't have tenured people either. These were people that had no business to business sales experience. They started, um, and they worked their butts off. So I give them credit. I mean, they're the ones that, that, that did that, but I helped lead them and and guide them on the path there. So, um, that's something I'm, I'm, you know, one of the best successes I've had.
0: I think that is a super impressive thing that you did. You, you were five people in the department and you went on to create $30 million for annual recurring revenue that. That is that is impressive. Even if it was like a team of 15, like so, it's such an impressive number to get to when you had zero leads and that for it, like you and an inexperienced staff then uh, you led them to that. And that's a big uh, thing you should be. That, that's why you're called the whale boss. That's why I'm calling you the whale boss. <laughs>
1: <Thanks>. <laughs>
0: um, I, I uh, What is your ultimate goal? Like if I snap my fingers, uh, could be at the pearly gates, could be 15, 20 years down the line. What is the like ultimate goal for you, Ryan?
1: Yeah, so I want to live a life where I've, I've truly Connected and made a really positive impact on on my loved ones, my community, my friends, my family, um, and then at the same time from a business community made an impact. And I have a pretty ambitious impact goal um, of because uh, I believe that that there's an opportunity to help a lot of companies out there that have been conditioned to believe that the only way for them to grow and scale is to get venture capital funding. So many amazing tech innovations that, um, I mean, heck, I just read this, Phil, that only 3% of companies that get seed investments have a successful exit. 3%, Uh, 3%, like that's that's terrible. And these are people's dreams and livelihoods. So to be able to positively impact them by like what I've learned the hard way, right? And then, there's a way with one of the core sales operating systems that I have that basically helps them scale revenue from customer to customer referrals by giving first to grow their business. I think, you know, there could be potentially an impact of a hundred million people that are on the positive side of that. And so those are pretty ambitious goals. That's where I'm at now. I got, I got to do a little more math to make sure that uh, all the checks out, but but that's what I'm saying right now. So if you, you hear me in a podcast and it's, it's a billion you know, in a year or it's, it's 10,000, you know that uh, I checked the math. So
0: <laughs> the math doing. right now is saying 100 million, but we don't know what the math tomorrow will bring. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think that's a great goal. Hit, aim as high as you can, because even if you only impact a million people, that's a million people whose lives are changed thanks to you.
1: Yeah, and I would love that, man. I, I love that. I mean, revenue, so funny like creating revenue almost it's crushed me to my knees before. Um, it's given me some of the highest highs and then I see it's really hard for a lot of people to do. So I feel like right now that's, that's my gift that I could help people with. So I'd love an opportunity to do that.
0: Pardon me. Um, now you have a podcast. Uh, you just, just recently started. It's nearly a year old now. And, uh, you've you've to closing into about a 100 episodes of your uh, show um how have you found it helped your uh your business having the podcast
1: yeah well i mean one of the the beautiful things is i've just met some amazing people you know that i've had on my podcast um different perspectives and um you know so that's i i would say that's that's probably the number one thing is just the level of people i've been able to to meet and engage with and I've, I've always met and engaged with people um i find i find i find it fascinating too you know to be able to interview someone and deconstruct like how they've been able to what looks like to magic to everybody else um achieve the impossible right and so i love learning like that um and then you know at the same time you know i'm working working on growing it more um i'm in the process of Relaunching, I think, just because my messaging needs to be a little bit tighter with the audience that I'm I'm serving. So, so yeah, man, that's that's what I would say are the primary benefits. And then, you know, at the same time, you know, it's 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 credibility and, and other benefits from a brand perspective. So,
0: yeah, no, I I I I fully agree. With you, I love podcasting. Being in the industry for the last six years, and you know, the the amount of people you meet from this and uh, their stories. It's it's insane and in how they actually can bring you your next client sometimes or bring you your next guest. So yeah, no, the, that's mainly a great benefit of uh, the podcast. And uh, I, I want to know, out of all the podcasts you've done, do you have a, a favorite moment that maybe stands out, or something that just you know just strikes you as like I really enjoyed this interaction or this interview? Not saying it's your favorite. I'm just yeah. saying is there one that just sticks out because we don't like to play favorites
1: yeah man um that's a really really great question i haven't really thought like hey what's my favorite moment that i've had that's that's stuck out um i would say you know what and and i'm not going to get too hyper specific but there's some really great relationships where there's people i like even friendships that i've created out of it So and usually when that happens, it's it comes from a mutual place of like, I'm trying to help that person and they're trying to help me. And then you guys kind of hit it off along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, there's situations like that that I think are, you know, amazing moments that that you have Um, like the the other thing, too, man. And then like there's people that you normally wouldn't talk to. Like um, I interviewed the. This the founder of Travelocity and former chairman of Kayak, right? Wow. They grew them to a billion dollar exit. Yeah, and so like it was just interesting hearing that person's perspective. Uh, his name is Terry Jones on on how he grew that, um, how he views things. It's really sharp um, in terms of innovation and, and other aspects. So
0: that's that is that's incredible that you had the opportunity to. Uh... Have someone who has had a billion-dollar exit with, uh, with with two companies like that. Um, now, coming uh, close to the end here, uh, I would love to know what would be your lesson you would love to leave the audience with, if you could just like just tell them one lesson. Like if you're listening to this, the too long didn't listen to version. What, what's that one lesson you want them to uh, walk away with?
1: Yeah, um, I think like one of the most important things is that and in, in um, earlier in my career, like I sacrificed my my growth and my dreams to become a top performer at my job. And I say job because it was a job. Right. And there are some benefits to doing that. And sometimes you got to do that. Uh, but that was one of the biggest mistakes I think I made earlier in my career. And so like, I guess like what I would tell people is that you're never going to feel like you're ready to leave and do your own thing. You never, you're never going to feel like you're ready to have kids. (laughs) Um, and there's a lot of situations like that where you never feel like you're going to be ready. Um, and that's, that's usually the time when you need to do it most. So I think that's something that I would give as a big takeaway is that Um, I I mean, I should have started my company like three years ago. I was miserable for a while working in the corporate environment and I, it was safe. And so I stayed with it and um, you know, there's some good things I learned, some amazing people I met. However, you know, it's, it's going to be hard no matter when you make the jump, just make the jump when, when you, when you really, really know you should, which I didn't, I was trying to be safe. So that's a big lesson I'd love for anybody to have.
0: So, sometimes just roll the dice and go with it, and uh, you'll see if you succeed. I like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Think, think, the worst thing's going to happen is you're not going to be successful. And, uh, you know, Tim Ferriss actually has a pretty cool exercise around this. He did a TED talk on it about fear setting. And so it's basically like, basically, if you want to make a big change in your life, um, it's a TED talk. So you watch it's like nine minutes. It's called, it's, it's, um, Tim Ferriss, fear setting. And basically all it is, is is writing down the worst possible scenarios if things just don't work out like you anticipate. And 9.5 and times out of 10, you're going to realize that it's much bigger in your head than the actual result will be, and it gives you the courage to move forward and make that leap.
0: I love how you uh, you mentioned Tim Ferriss because he has uh, been a kind of a near constant uh topic in this season of the podcast uh because we're coming up into uh, my favorite section of the podcast it's uh the book recommendation mm-hmm. um something i i did steal from tim farris's tools of the titans uh book what is one book that you'd suggest someone who is kind of like on the fence jumping into the entrepreneurial world would you suggest they read uh that will convince them to
1: uh, go into it this book you it's squared awesome. U squared. Yeah. I just recommended this on another podcast I was on. The book's only 36 pages and, um, a mentor of mine who absolutely amazing person. Uh, he recommended that everybody in his mastermind reads that book once a week and it's only 36 pages, but it's highly impactful. And it's about unwinding a lot of the conditioning that people have to change from incremental thinking to exponential thinking. And, uh, it's it's really eye opening because like you know like for example it's like common common sense will get you common results. <laughs> it's usually uncommon sense that gives uncommon results, right? And if you want to do big things, you can't just always take the road that's been traveled, you know. So um, also this book I, I've heard from people has been the book that multiple billionaires have recommended reading as well. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's by um, Price Pritchett is his name he's got a phd does a lot of stuff and then he's got a follow-up book called the u-squared strategy i think it's called u-squared strategy but literally it's got so many impactful things that i printed it out and put it on my wall as a reminder in terms of traps that people make
0: now well that if that is not a ringing endorsement for the uh for book i don't know what is um ryan we're coming to the end of the show. I'm gonna jump off screen. I'm gonna give you the full screen. I want you to let people know where they can find you, how they get in contact with you so that they can uh, have the same uh, amazing results you uh, you did as well. So uh, here you go, sir.
1: Yes, you can find me at Uh Feel free to check out my podcast there. I have content. Uh, in addition, I have a free resource for you to listener. It's www.scalerevenue.io forward slash 10x, www.scalerevenue.io forward slash 10x.
0: Excellent. Uh, Ryan, I want to thank you so much for being a guest. Uh, The show notes will have all the links so that you can get the free resources, check out Ryan's podcast, I highly suggest that there are great podcasts. I'm definitely checking out the one with uh, the Travelocity and Kayak guy, because that is going to be uh, must must have been a fantastic interview. And who doesn't want to talk with someone or listen to someone tell about their story of exiting a, with a billion dollars? Like, come on, uh, Ryan, thank you again for being a guest. Uh, it was a pleasure talking with you and hearing your story. And uh, I look forward to uh, working with you in uh, in the future.
1: Yeah, it was excellent, Phil. Thank you so much
0: for having me on. All right. Remember guys to invest in yourself.